another world, another time in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone. This is what I came for. Your vital essence, the dark crystal. I can feel something. Hear it almost. Don't move. Don't move? Where would I go? Quiet! Here's your host, Philip Mitchell. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone, and this is episode 5 of the podcast for December 2014. We've got a big show for this month with interviews with Mark to chat about the World of the Dark Crystal art gallery that was on last month in Melbourne, and as well as an interview with Jeff Brown, Melissa Nabsey, and Nikki Weber, who entered the Dark Crystal Creator Creature Contest and also attended the Dark Crystal fan event in New York two months ago. But first, news from the Crystal Bats. And begin all the same big change. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Crystal bats fly! Search the land, search the water, search the sky! Alan Smithy Cinemas had a screening of The Dark Crystal in London with a Q&A with Gary Kurtz, the producer of the film. It is now on YouTube for all to watch, and I really enjoyed his insight on the process behind the creation of The Dark Crystal from a producer's perspective. I'll put the link on the show notes. Also, recently there was a screening of The Dark Crystal in Melbourne several weeks ago at the Astor Theatre, and I had a fantastic time seeing it on the big screen. And recently they've announced another screening for the film, one last time, as it is going to close down in April next year. Their final screening of The Dark Crystal will be on the 22nd of February 2015, and I'll post a link on the show notes for more details. Also, before we start the interviews, I'd like to mention that this month is the 32nd anniversary of The Dark Crystal. The film was released on December 17th, 1982 in cinemas around the US, and to me, I'm just as amazed that even more than 30 years later that we're we're still all here talking about the film and seeing new developments for the what I'd consider a one-film franchise, so it's it's very exciting stuff, and I'm definitely looking forward to the future of The Dark Crystal, and what the Jim Henson Company will have in store. That's all the news I have for this month, so our first guest for this month is Mark from Artboy Gallery. Uh, several weeks ago, I visited his art gallery exhibition that was dedicated to the works of Jim Henson. When I first visited the exhibition, I was really amazed at all the artwork on display from fans of the works of Jim Henson. From the Muppets and Sesame Street, Labyrinth, and of course, the Dark Crystal. After looking at all the artwork, the one piece that really stood out to me that I ended up purchasing was a conceptual art piece of The Landstriders by Daniel Burns. I'll post a photo of the print on the uh, Trial by Stone Facebook page, though seeing it online doesn't measure up with what you see at the art gallery. It was a limited edition print of 100, and I was fortunate enough to be number two. So now let's head to the Podling Village as I chat to Mark from Artboy Gallery about the world of Jim Henson exhibition that happened several weeks ago. Hey 
thanks for coming along um, and for having me. Uh, so Art Boy Gallery opened about four and a half years ago with more of a bolder approach to, you know, their style. Um, so sort of a, a bit of a mix between sort of, you know, uh, I have a love for sort of pop art and pop culture and you throw in some sort of, um, you know, stencil artwork and some, you know, sort of some street artwork and uh, things like that. So you, know, you put that all and you find a, you know, a gallery to um, sort of, you know, display and sell work. So it's sort of how it came about. I've been sort of working in um, the gallery industry for about 20 odd years and sort of like managing other places or running other galleries. Uh, you get to a point where you, you know, you get to a, like a certain point in life and you go, oh, I just want to, you know, not work for anybody else anymore. And I, you know, I've got all these ideas of my own that I want to sort of explore. And you can only really do that when I think, you know, you sort of open up your own business and, you know, you can uh, create whatever kind of space you, um, you want to. And then you just sort of hope people sort of, you know, think it's cool and, you know, come along and enjoy it. So that's sort of, you know, in, in a nutshell how it happened. Um, so my partner and I, um, we opened, as I said, you know, we found the, the Greville Street location um, and sort of like working around in this area for about, you know, 15, 20 years as well. You sort of get to know the area and the clientele and, and, and who comes and, you know, visits and what people are after. So um, it was sort of a bit of a you know perfect match sort of thing. And I used to come around and shop on Greville Street when I was a kid, thinking it was the most awesome place in the world. So it was like, oh my God, it's so cool here, you know. So I think there's, you know, that was a, a lot of fun sort of, you know, coming back to almost, you know, my sort of roots as far as, you know, exploring Melbourne and um, discovering really sort of cool places around. And um, so, yeah, we just literally just sort of contacted, you know, um, you know, uh, a bunch of artists who I'd known over the years um, with particular styles that we wanted to sort of, you know, uh, you know, have in the gallery. And um, everybody sort of like jumped on board and said, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's really cool, it's really cool. So we were able to sort of, you know, from the get-go um, establish a, a feel and a look to the gallery, um, which has sort of changed over its years. I mean, there's always new artists coming in and always, you're always finding new stuff. Um, but it was always, you know, bright, bold, um, and uh, you know, sort of quite, sort of contemporary, modern-ish in a sort of way, I think. Um, and um, so we ended up, sort of, you know, we opened it. It was really, really cool and everything. And um, we just wanted to also, you know, explore, you know, um, having exhibitions um, because we're like we're pretty much just like a retail gallery um, and then so we we sort of set out to establish a calendar of exhibitions and group shows to get more artists and emerging artists involved um, but we uh, we wanted to have something a little bit different than like just an av- like an average sort of yeah, yeah. I mean, average sort of kind of yeah, yeah, like 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 the you know the Melbourne the art you know the galleries yeah yeah well, I mean you know yeah, yeah. I, we wanted we wanted it a little bit sort of cooler and 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 then as far as like group shows and group ex- exhibitions go we wanted um, just something a little bit more fun yeah, because yeah. you go to a lot of groups you know you know, big exhibitions and you know there's probably no sort of theme or sort of no, nothing really yeah. sort of tying them all in together you know yeah. so it's like a collection of artists. And then that's about it sort of yeah. thing, you know. And there's plenty of places around town to sort of, you know, go and, and, and throw those sorts of shows. So we thought, you know, a, a lot of, few of our artists had been dabbling in sort of fan art, but it was okay, pretty yeah. much online. So yeah, they just yeah. sort of, yeah, draw it and throw it up on 
um, back in those days, whatever it was, um, on their blog or whatever. And um, and then so once you, we started sort of looking a little bit deeper, um, you know, places like Deviant Art and Redbubble, and finding all this really really cool sort of you know uh, fan art out there, um, we just sort of scratched our head and we thought if we could just maybe have a group exhibition, you know, but have it, you know, uh, around like some sort of pop culture theme. Um, and uh, so back then we, our, our first obvious sort of theme for us was like video games because, you know, it's, you know, yeah. it's part yeah. of everyday life. And that's the thing, you, 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 put, you put the idea out there and then you just, you wait for it to all come flooding in and it's, you know... Yeah. It's, yeah, it's people's real. minds going. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah getting you know. into it. Yeah. So we did our first one, you know, the first video game show, you know, years ago, and um, then you know something took root and people were really enthusiastic about it, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, you know, somehow Good Game, the, you know, on the ABC found out about it as well, so they came in and did a bit of a you know five minute sort of bit on the exhibition, and oh, we thought, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, oh my god, you oh, know, yeah. great couples. Yeah, <laughs> it was sort of like people going, oh, you know, yeah. and um, so we thought, all right, cool, you know. So then we um, we thought, well, we'll you know do another one because you know, it seemed to, it was a bit of a look. If it fails, yeah, we've done yeah, it. You know, go, we gave it a go, yeah. and and that's the thing. It was all sort of look, you know, there are we have ideas that pop in our head all the time, and it's like we'll just do it and see what happens, you know. Um, but you know, this sort of took hold, and and um, you know, so we ended up you know creating a calendar and, and coming up with themes for every you know three or four months yeah. that. Um, as I said, you could be, you know, a professional. You could be um, a hobby artist, an amateur artist, or just somebody who just loves to draw. And yeah. the whole idea was to sort of encourage these people, yeah, you know, mind, yeah, yeah to, to yeah. just jump in and have a go. And there is like nothing better than um, somebody who's never publicly displayed their work before, okay. um, and you know, seeing the piece sort of sell in front of them as yeah. they're here on opening night. I mean, it just blows their minds, and we're <laughs> so excited for them, and and it, it's. Just just a whole it, it's just to encourage young talent to you know to get out there because you know and by giving them really fun themes I mean we've had you know sci-fi and comics and you know fairy tales and you know all those sorts of things it was basically just you know um you know you make it exciting and then you know it doesn't matter what you draw as long as you know you take part in it so you know they've been just you know the most amazing you know uh, group shows that were you know it, it's like oh you know it's it's great and so then that sort of you know leads us to go all right everybody's asking what's the next theme what's the next theme yeah um which then you know uh we sort of scratch our heads and you know we'll have a blackboard and we'll we'll, we'll you know write them up yeah. and and then um you know, uh, we, we sort of kept them broad, but every now and then we'll try to make them a little bit more specific um, and just sort of see what we get. Um, and then so, yeah, I think it was either at the start of the year I wanted... Well, I, I mean, I personally thought I just want a dark crystal exhibition. Um, and then we sort of toed and froed and back and forth about it, thinking it might have been too specific yeah. and there might not have been enough artwork or, you know. I mean, and it's just, you know, I mean, I try not to be too self-indulgent. Um, but this one, you know, it was sort of like, no, I want, I, you know, yeah, really yeah, I really want crystal. this, you know. Yeah. Oh, dark crystal, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so it's sort of like, well, can we maybe broaden it a bit? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, what about, well, dark crystal and labyrinth? Yeah, because they go together. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. you know. Um, 
And then a few of our artists had sort of dabbled in Muppet paintings as well. Yeah, it was... Um, and I was like, all right, well, how about we just sort of encompass it as a, you know, a, a Henson sort of show, yeah, um, which broadened it out a little bit. And, yeah. um, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, you know, Fraggle Rock and, yeah, yeah. you know, Sesame Street. Mystery, the Muppets. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, just a, a large body of work that Jim Henson made, you know, yeah. Henson made happen, you know. But yeah. that's the thing. And then all of a sudden you just start remembering. Um, I mean, I'm 45 now. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, So... You know, all as I said, you you just start your mind just you know, just harks back to you know watching the very first episode of uh, the Muppet Show yeah, um, and things like that, and you just remember these moments in time when you're just sort of like, oh my guarding, you know. Um, and Mum and Dad, I think Mum took me to see Dark Crystal. Um, I mean, I was just you know just I just wanted to I had to go and see it I think you yeah. you know you would sort of like see photographs in like TV week or you see the trailer or whatever okay, yeah. and it was ma- I, all I wanted to be at that age was a puppeteer I was yeah. you know I had puppets and mum and dad would just buy you know, Christmas presents and stuff like that Star Wars dolls and and puppets okay. yeah. um, so you know it actually had a, like quite a big influence on on my early early years and um, it was just the most oh look you know I think after seeing, you know, like Empire Strikes Back mm. um, and just sort of, you know, seeing Yoda on the screen right, and, yeah. you know, and just the world that they created for that and then to have this thing called the Dark yeah, Crystal come out, <laughs> it was just amazing, yeah. absolutely amazing. And there are things in that film that you just had never seen before no. and I just think that was the, that was the beautiful part of it you know I mean it was very very you know again just watching it so many times you go god it was a scary film yeah you know it's pretty dark yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, a thousand years of skepsis ruling yeah yeah you know it's like and but that's all that is sort of like lost when you're a kid and you're watching it and just because you're just seeing you're just taking in the visuals essentially yeah or getting a bit of the story and whatnot yeah it's sort of like yeah I mean growing up and you know Watching it again at a you know, um, you know, years ago or whatnot, that sort of have this um, a deep appreciation for the mm. film and and just just the amount of work that Jim Henson, Frank Oz, and all the all the people really did to you know bring that world to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's the I mean, and that's you know, I mean, I remember sort of like on TV they would show like after it was released or whatever, they would show like the making of or whatever. And again, just even uh, scenes of the behind the scenes, you know, you're like, wow, it's just so involved. And, and you know, just realising that the stage, you know, the film stage was raised up so that they can all sort of manoeuvre around and, you know, and and just not, not seeing any flaws on... I think the only thing you see just on the maybe on the dvd is it like two wires holding the crystal as it's floating yeah in the but apart from that you know i mean yeah. they were so brilliant at hiding everything uh, else yeah. you know That's, a whole yeah. lot of stuff that you know happens in front of like in in the foreground so you're not sort of seeing any sort of yeah i was, you know, was still using a lot of you know the you know the technology those days of um using map paintings as well to, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so um yeah, and um, I guess like who 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 would be your favorite character from the Dark Crystal? Um, I uh, see. I 
I loved the pod people. Yeah, I just thought they were yeah. cute. They were, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think they were, they were just gorgeous. Um, but uh, Fizz Geek was, uh, I think, one of my yeah. favourite carries. Uh, only because, um, and again, remembering that I was, you know, 12 or 13, I got given what I thought was like a Fizz Geek toy. Oh, yeah. But it was really just, you know, like a, a clump of, you know, sheep's yeah. wool with googly eyes yeah. stuck on it. But to me, it was the best thing. Oh, and yeah. it was with me yeah. everywhere I went. I just thought, you know, like, oh, my God. And I just would, you know, play around in my bedroom with it. So, like, yeah, it's totally cool. Um, but I, I, and I think, I think uh, as far as the characters, I think... I think, you know, like Chamberlain is the obvious sort of, you know, that sort of, you know, he's designed to be that annoying sort of, mm. um, you know, creature. And yeah. I think, you yeah, know, looking back, they sort of may have overused that whole thing. But, you know, yeah, but it, it, I think it established in, when, while you're watching a film, you yeah, know, that, yeah. that he was a bad guy. Um, but I think... Uh, I think the Land Striders, I think, again, yeah. when you first saw them, and it's like, oh, my God, this yeah. is just amazing. I don't even yeah. know what I'm looking at. <laughs> you know, this yeah. is just so cool. Yeah. You know. I, just, I can't imagine that, yeah, you know, all of us was, you know, a bunch of guys on stilts, essentially. And yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then your heart breaks when it falls over the edge of the cliff, and oh, it's sort yeah. of like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was just, a, you know, the whole thing, and to be able to, to you know, to create, I mean, it's everything from the insects and the plants, and and everything was was fantasy. It, it was didn't even look like there was one real plant, mm. or you know, no, everything seemed real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. like one of my favourite scenes uh, when I had the chance to watch it at the um, Astor Theatre. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Yes. So that was kind of awesome to see it. Um, yeah, like always, always go back and forth between favourite scenes like, like Trial by Stone but mm. recently when I watch it I really like the environmental scenes just the fact that there was you know, no music it's just quiet getting all of you know the sound effects yeah and, and then yeah. you know just Jen wandering around just thinking what he's you know what to do and Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just and like and then and then Fizzgeek sort of pops out, <laughs> <of the way>. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kira appears, and yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, it there's something just, nice about that scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, yeah, because you just it, it's just this quiet moment. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like you know the hero doesn't really know where to go now. It's mm. like what do I do? I've, I've been told I've got to go on this. I mean, there's, there are correlations, and I, I've, I've got to just sort of stop referring to Star Wars. But yeah, there are just those wonderful, you know, uh, themes that make a good film. Mm. I, I think it's just the, you know, the, you know, the hero's journey. Of course, yeah, um, yeah. And there is a lot of connections between um, Star Wars and Dark Crystal in many ways. You know, I guess mainly, yeah, with the crew. Mm, you know, mm. The producer Star Wars worked on it, and Frank Oz, who's Yoda, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's the thing: you don't need massive, convoluted stories. No. I think I think if it's you know uh, a, a, a good, simple story um, made well, and you know, um, yeah. I think yeah, it's all the it's all the right ingredients for you know yeah. for a classic film. Yeah. Know. And I guess like, let's talk about the, the artwork um, mm-hmm. of the Jim Henson um, gallery. So um, I guess like how, how has the reception or the reactions been from people that have come, you know, whether it's from opening night or just, you know, come just and through. going in and out? Yeah. Um, look, you, we always have this sort of, are people going to come? Are people going to submit artwork? Um, and are they just going to think it's a little bit dumb or why, you know? Um, but like from opening night, 
you know, even like the night before when I was hanging it, I was just smiling to myself. You know, I mean, I'm putting up like Kermit the Frogs. I mean, like, the, you know, and everybody's interpretation, you know, uh, always makes me smile as well. You know, you've got Pop Art, Miss Piggy, you've got, you know, um, you know, Beaker, you've got uh, Snuffleupagus as the Flash. You know, <laughs> it's just when you put it out there and... I, I, I say it quite a bit. It's like Christmas whenever the artists drop it into me and I unwrap it and I'm like, oh, yeah. yes, this is perfect, you know. Um, and, like, the standard and the level of, of, of work is just mind-blowing. Um, and that's the thing, you, you, you know, um, I think people have come to expect, you know, just sort of slightly quirky out there sort of uh, artwork for our shows, from our shows. Um, and it's all down to the amazing, talented artists. Um, but, yeah, look, uh, you know, most of the opening night has was just spent with just people pointing and you can just see the joy in their faces as they look at something from the Labyrinth or, or, or Dark Crystal and just going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would just, like, talk like we're talking now. So, like, oh, yeah, this was my favourite bid or I didn't like this or whatever. Um, I mean, you know, great sales as well, which was, you know, I mean, Monday, uh, you know, opening night was, um, you know, that always helps, yes, you know, because yeah. you, know, you hope people appreciate it and get it and, and love it so much that, you know, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, just sort of selling all the, the, the old 1978 Sesame Street hand puppets, you know, oh, which yes, we, yeah. you know, which was like almost a last minute inclusion. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing, you, you, it's, you, you know, we put it out there and, um, you know, obviously, yeah, we got quite a lot of Muppets, um, but again, it's just it was just so colourful and, yeah. you know... I so mean, there's so much variety. You know, yeah. Each art, piece of artwork, you know, there's something different. Um, yeah. It's just amazing. I know, yeah. So, <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, that's that, that, the that's thing. And, and um, even, like, up until, like, yesterday, there was a, a, a piece of Labyrinth work sold, oh, and yeah. it just captured, you know... Um, something for that customer mm. who just was just in love with that bit you know um yeah. and uh, yeah look it, it's you know to I, I think art should make you you know feel something yeah, and yeah yeah and i must admit you know that that sort of happened when i um came over um about a week ago and you know the first thing i looked at was the dark crystal paintings and all that kind of stuff and and seeing the land strider mm. was sort of like Wow, you know, it was yeah. amazing that um, from yeah. uh, Daniel Burns, yeah. yeah. It was just jaw-dropping, and I was lucky enough to sort of get, you know, in like that in the month lead-up, because um, he's sort of like working on some films and stuff, but whenever he could, he'd shoot me some uh, work-in-progress shots. And I'm just like, oh, stop it. It's too, it's too much. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then that's the thing, to, to actualise the Landstriders, like, skin as, like, a, a, an actual living creature yeah, um, was almost creepy at the start mm. just because it's sort of like you know it's got skin yeah, and, and skin tones and, like, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that's the actual beauty in, in it it's sort of like well he's been able to take something which is literally just you know cloth stilts and a bit of probably yeah. paper mache um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and you know and turn it into like a, an actual living breathing creature mm. um, or three of them you know which I think is beautiful you know you've got the, you know, the two main ones and the little sort of smaller one in the background it's just this you know pod of them um, just you know, in a forest, and it's just beautiful. And that's the thing; it just it, it just evokes 
something and I think that's just a wonderful thing for a piece of art to do you know yeah. you know it's so cool yeah and um I guess like um out of did you have a favorite out of all the all the pieces that have been submitted for the Jim Henson I can never um, I never play yeah, favorites, yeah, favorites yeah. um yeah. but you know and it, and it's not just because we're talking about it but yeah. I, I think when I saw the Landstrider piece um because when we're talking about interpretations and how people you know will create something, um, yeah, it, it's it, it's it's movie quality yeah. work, and I mean obviously because Daniel you know is yeah, in the industry, industry yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that that was quite amazing. Uh, there, there's a there's a uh, another piece. There's a pencil drawing of you know. Um, uh, from Labyrinth, um, obviously, and yeah, because of course you have a, a sort of semi-labyrinth exhibition. You get quite a bit of David Bowie artwork, yeah, um, which is you know not a bad thing. No. So um, yeah, there was a couple of the David Bowie pieces that were really really cool too. And again, it's just capturing that moment, capturing a look or a stare or a feel, um, you know, of uh, you know um, Jareth and, and, and Sarah. You know, it's just you know. As I said, I can't play favorites. I mean, yeah. I, you know, there was you know a couple of the you know the um, uh, Sesame Street characters. Um, the, the, I can't even remember what they're called. The Yip Yip Aliens, I call oh, them. Yes, yeah, yeah, though. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. just painted yeah. so well, you know. Yeah. Um, which is really really cool. Yeah. And uh, you know, just things like you know the 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 realized um, piggy and uh, and Kermit yeah. the rainbow connection one and sort of like yeah, you know yeah. that look like like a real frog and a real pig yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean and and with these um you can actually check out these images on the um, Art Boy Gallery's um, Facebook page um, so we'll when the show is out I'll um, post it again um, and yeah just to see the collection of work that was on display. Um, yeah, just nothing short of fantastic. Um, yeah, <laughs> we tip our hat to them all. It was just a yeah, a, a brilliant show, and it was a great way to finish the year off. And again, yeah. a personal favourite. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, purely self-indulgent to start with. Yeah. But you know, again, just amazed by the the standard of work and just you know. Yeah. Uh, it's so cool. That's great. Yeah. I mean, like like coming like coming to the Art Boy Gallery is sort of like you know, I'm sort of a bit more interested in you know even coming up with with you know just doing a drawing or whatever just to have a just have a crack yeah. at it kind of thing yeah. so it's actually like yeah um <laughs> really inspired me yeah 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 i mean anyone can enter the the, the group shows and that that's the beauty as i said um yeah just throw something on a piece of paper on a canvas yeah. you know and you know, be part of it because it's um you know there are you know one of our main things is to you know to have absolutely no uh, pretense about the gallery, you know, we're not, you know, mm. it, it, it's an open, fun, yeah. you know, uh, place to, to visit, and you know, it's pretty sort of, you know, at the moment, it's just, it's just ridiculously colourful in here, and yeah, and there's just, you know, your eyes just sort of ping around, going, oh my god, oh my god, um, and that's great because people walk in and they just they they sort of stand there and they take yeah. it in and they like. Hang on, what? And you know, it, you know, it's it's good. So yeah, like the the group shows are just so much fun for everybody and for us. And you know, we also try to you know uh, either dress up or you know dress the gallery up. Sometimes we didn't get a chance on the other night, but okay. it was just so colourful that we thought we'll just yeah. let the work sort of you know, yeah, you know, which was great. Because um, you know, but uh, so yeah, look, our next one will be I think most likely um, 
uh, March next year. So okay. I think we'll, just, we'll wait till after Christmas New Year to yeah. announce the theme. Okay. Because yeah. um, there's so much for people to deal with between now oh, and yeah. January. Yeah. And it all gets lost in the, or in the mix. But yeah, just sort of like keep a, a, a lookout. I mean, when we announce themes, we'll, you know, um, we sort of scream it from the rooftop. So yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, as I said, anybody looking at you now. <laughs> yeah. Can, um, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll definitely, yeah, I'll definitely have a crack at, at, at doing something. That's for certain. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Um, thank you so much, Mark. Um, Absolutely. And, and how can people find uh, more about the Art Boy Gallery? Uh, we, the website is artboygallery.com, um, Facebook, artboygallery, hashtag artboygallery, Instagram, all the, Twitter yeah. Already, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the usuals, yeah, yeah but just, yeah, you know, so. look us up online and, um, you know, and, uh, or just come on to 99 Greville Street in Paran, of course, our address. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if you're in Melbourne, just pop along, or if you're, you know, visiting, just we're just near the train station, so it's uh, it's pretty easy. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very easy to get to, but yeah, public transport, yeah. All right, cool. Thank you very All much. All right, yeah. thanks a lot. Cool. Now, my next interview is with Jeff Brown, Melissa Nabsey, and Nikki Weber. They all entered into the Dark Crystal Creator Creature Contest and submitted their work to the Jim Henson Company for their creatures to be judged. Nikki and Melissa received an honourable mention, and Jeff won the contest. They all attended the Dark Crystal fan event with Melissa and Nikki even bringing their own creature Nim to the show. So for the final time for 2014, let's head back to the Podling Village and chat to them about the contest, the fan event and their passion of the Dark Crystal. Thank you. Thank you. No worries. And um, I, I guess um, um, first of all, I actually just want to say to you know to you all, just congratulations on your on your efforts um, with, with these creatures um, when, when they were announced, and and you know, and especially like you know, congratulations on the honourable mention, uh, Nikki and Mal, and, and also congratulations to yourself, Jeff, for for winning the contest. Um, I, I guess, um, uh, I guess, how, how did how did you um, all found out about the um, the Dark Crystal Creed, um, the contest? Um, I'll, I'll start off with you, um, Nikki and Melissa. Um, well, actually, uh, it was on Facebook, uh, and Melissa was the one who actually saw it originally, and we were fortunate enough to be at the same sort of artisan show, and she said, "Hey, like, I saw this on Facebook." do you want to do this? And I was like, Oh, absolutely. Both of us are huge fans of the dark crystal, um, huge part of our childhood and just really couldn't wait to collaborate and, uh, try our hand at it. Uh, yeah, actually, um, why I had done a competition last year for actually a labyrinth project about the movie labyrinth. And, um, my brother actually saw the con the creature contest and sent me a link on Facebook and was kind of like, Hey, here's another contest. Do you want to try your hand at it? And, so I said, wow, that's that's amazing. I love making stuff. It sounds really fun. I get to use my imagination. So, yeah, I jumped right on it. That's awesome. And I guess, like, um, I guess, like, with the contest, not only you had to um, uh, create 
the creature, but you sort of had to um, like come up, I guess, with a with a story um, uh, for the creature. Um, what well, what was what I guess what came sort of like the chicken or the egg, but what came first, um, like with with the process uh, creating the story for the creature, or actually designing the creature and then writing the story based around the, the design of the creature. Uh, well, well, for me, me at least, um, I know it was definitely the story. Um, I actually didn't even get to start on the creature until uh, right before the deadline, so um, I had a lot of time to think about the story. So. For me, I, I thought about kind of the creature I wanted to make that could fit into the world and, and have a story that that makes sense to the world and then basically design the creature to fit kind of within that, that scheme of the Dark Crystal. Yeah, and I, I think what was, um yeah, like I, I really liked um your story, Jeff, um how your creature uh, was pretty much like a, um just a, 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 um, a delivery um, creature, you know, delivered messages to Galflings. Um, and, um, yeah, I can just imagine, like, just, like, a story about them, you know, if there was, like, you know, they're trying to send a message across, you know, warnings of the Skeksis and the Gotham and all that, and, and you know, they arrive and it's all too late, and, you know, <laughs> and then that creature's sort of, like, all alone, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's, um. well, part of it for me was I, I didn't think there was any kind of, courier or almost like a mailman kind of character and and i always wondered kind of like you know the thraw is so big how do how do messages get back and forth they don't have you know cell phones and things like that so <laughs> that, that, that's kind of that's kind of the, the idea was they needed a way to kind of you know send messages back and forth so the the creature was kind of created around that yeah it's definitely yeah yeah i definitely really enjoyed yeah like the concept of you know yeah how the delivery system yeah would work in thraw so kind of you know fill the void in that in that respect and and what about yourself um melissa and nikki because um like your your creature was sort of um uh like a a combination you know of of um a galfling and and a podling um how how were we able to try and like merge you know the two to to create the the you know your uh creature of uh nim well um Ours was basically an explosion of creative ideas. Nikki and I sat together and just brainstormed. So um, with your question regarding the chicken or the egg, we don't know. I think they simultaneously hatched um, because we uh, we just sort of were developing her in our minds out loud um, back and forth. And uh, um, the idea came to us and then we uh, started working out little bits of the storyline and realized that right away we wanted to um, go into the future. We wanted to um, see what happened after the movie ended, you know, pretend in our own minds uh, how how it would look. So we decided to go uh, two generations forward. So, of course, um, we envisioned that... Um, um, Jen and Kira. Jen and Kira had, um, of course, a son that uh, was a red-headed son. That's what we <laughs> envisioned. But then, of course, there was no um, Gelflings left for him to uh, partner up with. Yes, of course. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, expanded that uh, thinking into um, then he sought out a podling to uh, become his wife. And uh, the product of their marriage was him. Okay. And I guess um, what was interesting, I guess, like with the story... Um, especially like because 
the father sort of became, you know, a bit rebellious and, and stuff. And it was sort of, you know, the way you, you know, the, you wrote your story that, you know, it was up to sort of Kieran Jen to sort of teach Nim um, all these, you know, stories and everything about the world of Thra, which I found very interesting. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, we thought really um, <clears throat> what happened was he sort of, uh, Nim's father kind of grew up in a, in a very peaceful, very prosperous world. So he actually really reveled in that. He, um, he didn't really know any different and he really uh, embraced the podling lifestyle. You know, he loved his little nebries and kind of did that. And so, uh, because Nim was such, had a lot more spirit to her, um, uh, it was Jen and especially Kira, she had quite a bond with growing up and losing her mother. Um, Kira kind of took on that role mm-hmm. in, in our mm-hmm. heads, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and uh, so she really, um, really bonded, especially with Kira. But Jen also was very instrumental because he was taught, you know, how to read and write and, and, and stuff. Uh, he passed that on to his granddaughter. And I guess, like, um, I'm actually curious, just uh, like about all your all your backgrounds. So, like, um, so so, so did, like, do you all like specialize in in actually, um, you know, uh, in like creating like uh, puppets or or any of that kind of stuff, or, or was this kind of like a first time uh, for you all? Just out of curiosity, I have been a full time fiber artist for only two and a half years now. Okay, yeah. um, and. Uh, but by full time, I mean, I've been dabbling in it for about six, six years. Um, and puppets I started making only last year. Um, this was sort of my first uh, full sort of puppet collaboration. But my background is actually in animation. Okay. <laughs> so it wasn't um, and uh, live theater. So or uh, sorry, the film industry as well. So it wasn't uh, sort of a huge stretch. Um, I've been in the fiber arts for about two and a half, three years. Um, but the opportunity to bring and merge kind of like my, my animation background um, with the fiber arts and, and collaborating with Melissa was just a dream come true. Yeah, actually, well, my background is actually in uh, computer animation. So way, way out on the other extreme of creating, uh, you know, real life 3D sculptures. Um, it's something I, I've had fun with and I've, I've dabbled with um, doing sculptures and things. Uh, this is the first time I've actually done anything with any kind of fur or feathers, so that was kind of a learning curve for me. Um, but generally, um, you know, I've had fun sculpting things. So, uh, you know, I do computer stuff and then kind of the sculpting stuff. So I figured I'd, if I was going to go for it, I would just try my hand at it and seem to work out okay. That's great, yeah. And and I guess like Jeff, uh, I guess w- what was the like the most challenging um, aspect when you um, uh, took upon the uh, contest? Uh, I probably say that the deadline um i think we had about <laughs> two two months to do it i think it was mostly august and september um we actually moved in august so i you know i was packing up and moving and unpacking so kind of all of august was mostly uh kind of research i actually went and got every single book i could on the dark crystal to kind of immerse myself in the canon so you know, I got uh, the mangas, the creation myths, Brian Froud's book, and I watched the movie every day. I listened to the soundtrack all day at work. And so I, I put that in my head for for a month and a half and, and thought of the ideas and how I could fit everything in. Um, and so about a week before the deadline is actually when I started on the creature. So yeah. I, I started making the armature. I did the sculpting. 
Um, and that was probably the hardest part was kind of the deadline. Yeah. And, and, and what about, um, yourself, like, um, Melissa and Nikki, uh, I guess in like in your regard that, um, you, you, you both, yeah, collaborated, um, you know, on, you know, on, on the creature. So, so how was, what was the collaboration like, you know, you know, you both like really clicked together with, with the ideas or. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it went off without a hitch. Actually, it was perfect. Um, Nikki and I just, um, as people, <laughs> aside from our, <laughs> We have the same um, type of uh, energy. So uh, that was perfect right out of the gates. And then um, creatively, when we decided to do this, it just flowed. It was so perfect. She'd take care of one thing while I'd be doing the other. And we would actually, we did most of it separate, which is uh, quite funny. And uh, we'd go off and we'd meet once a week and and see where we were at and everything just fit so perfectly. So we were on the very same page um, creatively and uh, we both just worked hard, did our thing. And of course, we both have full-time other jobs in this meantime. So um, time was of the essence. It, it pretty much had to go off without a hit. <laughs> 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 and, and, and how long did it took, um, um, for Mel and Nikki, um, how, how long did it took overall for, for yourself to, to, um, to create the creature? Well, we actually, um, at Artisan's Market, um, when we actually found out about it, was only three weeks before the deadline. Wow. So <laughs> we had to really, like, get together and be like, okay, here's our to-do list. Let's brainstorm this day and, you know, meet in a week. And, okay, you do this and you do that and came together. And I would, like, text her drawings uh, what do you think of this and she would do the same so yeah um we it was we committed there was definitely some times when the kids were like oh kids you watch another movie just so i can <laughs> get some more done and uh yeah no we um but it, if it wasn't for the fact that the collaboration between melissa and myself was so seamless and it really you know if anything just kind of flowed and uh the cogs were such in sync it, it probably you know, Melissa was right. It probably wouldn't have happened, but we realized, Hey, this is a, this was a pretty epic thing. Let's maybe uh, do some more in the future. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, like, I, I guess, yeah, I'm just, I'm just more, yeah, just amazed just, you know, the short amount of time that you had to, um, to create the creatures yet, you know, the outcome from them both were, you know, yeah. I, I like, I find them very amazing just to look at and even like, just look at the stills and how, um, lifelike and, and I guess how real and almost, yeah, like that, how real that they would, you know, belong to, to the world of the dark crystal. Um, so yeah, just, yeah, it's just amazing. So congratulations to you all on, on that account. Thanks. Thank you. Bill. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say too, the three weeks for creating NIM is amazing. Cause I don't think a lot of people realize that NIM is, is huge. The, NIM is a full size puppet. It, you know, it stands about thigh high and you know, it's, it's gigantic. It's hard to, for the pictures to do it justice, but I, I was amazed when I saw it in, per, in person, how actually gigantic it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and th that was the thing that I heard from, um, uh, I think when I was talking, um, on the previous month's show and we, we did talk a little bit about, uh, about NIM and, um, the fact that NIM is actually, you know, you created it as a, an actual, um, working creature, um, so, so what brought, what, what, what idea sort of, what came about to, you know, try and design the puppet as if, you know, it would be an actual kind of, you know, opera, you know, to operatable kind of puppet to be able to, um, you know, do all the, the movements and sort of speak. 
Well, I think honestly, um, it's that dream of dream of winning and envisioning yourself going, uh, you know, to the to Jim Henson's uh, studios to meet them. And I thought, you know, they're in the puppet business. So, um, you know, I had made puppets previous to that. And then um, Nikki and I right away, we just knew she she was going to take on a life of her own. And, and I feel that that's best communicated in a puppet. Um, and uh, we wanted, if we were so fortunate enough to get the opportunity, we wanted her to go and, and be her own living, well, not literally living, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> persona. Like she um, really did take on a life of her own. And um, we were fortunate enough to have uh, Kathy Mullen actually puppet her at oh, wow. the reception. Yeah. So it was very much worth it to create a uh, a puppet. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like, because um, you all had the um, opportunity to... Um, uh, to visit the Jem Henson workshop um, in New York. Um, uh, am, am I right on that? Yes. yes. <laughs> and and, and, and how, was it, how was it for, for you all? Yeah. Um, it was amazing, mind-blowing. I mean, I won't speak for everybody because I'm sure everyone wants to have their say, but it was it was absolutely phenomenal. And to be able to, like, meet Jeff, too, um, and because we very much loved his work. His piece was just, well, you've seen the pictures. It's stunning and that it has the wings and everything. And so we got to meet him and meet all these amazing uh, people and then have Cheryl Henson, like, take us around the workshop. And there was, I mean, iconic puppets, um, people that have worked with Jim Henson for, like, 40 years. And it was an absolute honor and privilege for me, especially, I'm sure for Melissa and Jeff, just to, to be allowed to to go to the studio and get like a full tour by Cheryl Henson herself, it was it was mind blowing. Yeah, uh, ditto. So um, no, it, was, it, it, it was amazing, um, you know, to to be able to meet Cheryl Henson and and actually get you know the the tour by her was great. Um, it was for me, it was great seeing a lot of the uh, Sesame Street characters that you know you have grown up with, and then you know they're there in person. And of course, it's just a puppet, but you know, it's you're you're looking at it saying, "Oh wow, this is my childhood." And then you know, with all the puppets around, th that's also great. And I know um, Melissa and Nikki can can contend to this also. There, there's a room where they have all the fabric and fur and <laughs> foam, and it that was one of the the greatest things to see for for myself too and it's you know it's just fabric and fur and foam but you're like wow look at all these like you, you know your imagination goes wild with all the things that you could create wow yeah did you did you oh sorry did you too it's jeff to just start like opening drawers and start making stuff oh yes definitely <laughs> <laughs> so jeff what was your, your reaction when, when you found out that you uh, won the creature contest yeah, it it was amazing. Um, actually, I was I was at work. I got a phone call, and I didn't recognize the number, but I, so I picked it up, and it says, you know, hi, this is Jim Henson Company, and you know, for a minute I thought it might have been a joke. Somebody was kind of playing a game on me, but then they're like, yeah, you you won the creature contest, and I was like, oh wow, that's that's amazing, and and uh, yeah, it was it was really exciting. I you know I went in, and there was there's you could post some of your some people could post. Uh, pictures of your creatures on the Dark Crystal website, darkcrystal.com. And so I was going through all of those, and, and there's so many great entries. Like, 
a, a ton, a ton of great entries. So, I, you know, I kind of threw my hat in thinking, oh, well, you know, that, that's cool. Like, you know, I had fun making the creature, but there's so many other great entries, you know, somebody else is going to win. So um, to get the call, it, it was it was really amazing for me. I wasn't expecting it. And what about yourself, like uh, Nikki, Nikki and Mel, um, with, um, you know, getting an honorable mention for your creature? Well, we had um, kind of that little roller coaster of emotions, of course, because um, we were waiting and waiting and, uh, you know, just in anticipation. And then, of course, we see Jeff's deserving creature um, announced as the winner. So your heart sinks uh, a wee bit <laughs> for the first moment. And then we immediately realized that there was 10 honorable mentions. So that millisecond of between scrolling down <laughs> and hoping you still have a, a chance to see your name. Um, yeah. And we, of course, did. She was about the, the halfway down on the page. And so that, that tiny bit of disappointment was instantly replaced with pure joy. So we were equally as thrilled we honestly felt uh like that was as good as a win for us <laughs> yeah i mean i can just imagine you know it'd be just something fantastic to have on a resume you know regardless you know winner of you know creature contest jim henson company or honorable mention you know <laughs> yeah yeah totally i was like that's it i'm we've totally won with an honorable mention i mean jess was so deserving i mean it was absolutely being we thought it was amazing. So, but to scroll down and see the honorable mention, we're like, this feels like a total win anyway. Like, it, I don't know. I just yeah. felt so like thrilled and ecstatic. I think I was probably like physically jumping up and down. Um, <laughs> I saw that. So it, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I think it was, it was, I think it was fantastic. Yeah. For um, like, you know, to, you know, have, you know, your entry jeff but also to have like a good you know yeah a good list of other 10 you know really high quality you know well done you know entries as well so yeah i think uh, it was amazing um just to have knowing that that you know brian Froud and wendy Froud are looking at your work like even to, just to know that they were looking at it it, it was it was amazing for me yeah totally <laughs> same yeah every step of the way we we really felt um content and happy with every phase of it. So when, when you were actually rewarded and I can't imagine how you must've felt Jeff. Um, but, um, I know how ecstatic we were, like you said, with just an honorable mention. So, um, winning it must've blown your mind completely off. Um, we just literally felt that every step of the way with them was in itself a, a victory honor, yeah. and a, an awesome experience. So, um, it just it kept out doing itself this whole contest. Yeah, I mean, like you, you both put a lot of effort, especially like um, with um, you know, uh, even you know, with the Dark Crystal uh, fan event to actually um, t take Nim uh, <laughs> to to the um, to the New York um, uh, BAM uh, festival. Um, so, so how were you able to um, yeah, just um, to ship um, to ship Nim across? Like, did you you know? Did you went by plane or you road trip it or? Well, we would have liked to road trip it. That probably would have lessened the stress a lot, but we probably would have had taken about a month off to drive there. Um, so we actually, we were really lucky that Melissa's, Melissa's husband, Mike, he actually made a display slash travel case for Nam 
um, and it was two weeks of pretty hardcore negotiations with the um, airplane and then um, to try and sort of make it all work. And, and WestJet was, was really fabulous. They did really go the extra mile in helping us get her there and home safely. So yeah, we were pretty lucky, but we really literally had to like squeeze her through security scanners and she was taken out and swabbed and we, but we managed to be able to carry her right to the plane and then they would take her and pop her underneath um, in what they called special cargo. And then we'd kind of get off and they'd hand her back to us and away we go trying desperately to get our next, uh, what do you call it? Connection. Connection. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So I think what two stops there and three stops Mm. back and multiple airports, but she made it. And uh, so uh, thanks mostly to the efforts of WestJet. So we're really happy about that. And what was their reaction like we, we've seen the puppet when they were, you know, doing the swabs and all the security scannings and all that kind of stuff? Oh, my goodness. It was priceless. I don't think anyone in the history of anyone ever has traveled with a puppet through the airports <laughs> because she got more attention in the airports. It, it was the, the, the pilots even were coming off the plane to see her. Wow. <laughs> unbelievable people strangers walking up to Nikki and I stopping us in the in the airports the customs officials in LaGuardia airport were the best they were smiling and loving her and they wouldn't she wouldn't fit so they had to take her apart but they were laughing they're like we just want to see her anyway and they they took our card and want to follow us on Facebook and oh it was hilarious it just brought she brought so much um joy to so many strangers just traveling with her that's great. And I guess like any publicity is good publicity. You know? Absolutely. We <laughs> handed out a ton of cards. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess, um, I guess we might as well chat a little bit of the, um, the dark crystal, uh, fan event. Um, so, so what was the whole experience like, um, for you all, um, I guess starting off with you, um, Jeff, Jeff, uh, with, um, yeah, with the whole event. Yeah, it was, it was pretty surreal. Um, you know, I wasn't 100% sure what, what to expect, but it was definitely a lot more than I expected. So, um, yeah, like first and foremost, meeting Cheryl Henson, she she is one of the nicest people I've ever met. And I, you know, I don't say that lightly, and I, I know uh, Melissa and Nikki can also agree with that. Uh, she was so, so amazing. And and she really, really wanted the artists to connect. And even, you know, the author quest people were there. And, and she wanted everybody to connect and kind of, um, you know, get together and so that aspect of it was really nice for me. It wasn't just, oh, here's a tour, you know, here's a movie, you know, th- that kind of thing. It was, it was very, everybody get together, you know, connect with everybody else. And then, you know, even at the event, you know, Cheryl almost basically, you know, took me by the hand and was like, oh, have you met, have you met Brian Froud yet? Here, come follow me. Let's, yeah. let's go meet Brian Froud. And he's in the middle of signing books for people. And she kind of just cuts in line and is like, hey, this is Jeff Brown. He won the creature contest. And, and you know, introducing me to, to Brian Froud, and I'm just like, oh wow, this is this is amazing. Cheryl Henson, you know, one of my idols, is introducing me to Brian Froud, one of my other yeah. idols. And, <laughs> so the whole thing was very surreal. I, I, you know, I really loved you know meeting everybody, and and uh, you know, it was just a really great time. Um, it was well, kind of just what Jeff. It was it was absolutely. Amazing. Um, so much more happened than what sort of is kind of written down on paper. And Jeff is absolutely right. Cheryl is sincere and warm and generous and so kind hearted down to earth. In fact, I, I would say that 
all of the people we met in association with Jim Henson Studios were very much, you can see that they really attract that sort of like-minded um, kind of people um, that they enjoy working with. And I mean, meeting exactly really what Jeff said, meeting Cheryl and then Brian and Wendy Froud and then their son, Toby Froud, um, and the unexpected pleasure of getting to see not only The Dark Crystal, but Toby's new film, um, uh, Lessons, Lessons Learned, um, was was an absolute treat on top of a treat on top of another treat. It was it like it just kept becoming this more amazing and more amazing as the night got on. And um, absolutely still, I think I'm still digesting all the all the life experience that I, I did in what was three days one well that was one day that was like one full day yeah. um was amazing and and I guess um you know I guess you know for you all you know you've seen the film many times so how was it like um being able to the opportunity to to actually see it on the big screen yeah one thing that that I loved about it was I have always loved the soundtrack and so to have the soundtrack for me like you know and you know the giant screen and then you know the sound all around you that was that was really cool for me was was uh the music and the sound effects i really enjoyed that something that you know you can't experience at home it was it was just like you know it was so different i think from uh, like nick and i both have seen it as a child of course right but then when you re-watch it later in life it just takes on so many more meanings and especially as artists I think um Jeff you probably felt the same way um obviously when you're a child you're not a, well I wasn't a fully developed artist <laughs> yet so um you know you just look at it, it with so much more respect and uh awe really um so to see it on the big screen and that magnitude it, it felt like that's where it needed to be like you almost wished you were able to see it like that as a child <laughs> because it it was that type of movie to us it was that um impactful and when you see it on the big screen that's like you're like this is this is how dark crystal needs to be viewed <laughs> and her soundtrack it was great loved it yeah when you're also seeing it with everybody else that you're seeing it with is also there for the same reason because they love the movie it's it's you know you can you can feel it in in the atmosphere that everybody there you know loves this movie if you go to you know you go see a new movie in the theater you know now like half the people in there that you know they don't know what to expect and and you know they, they might not like it halfway through but you know when you're when you're seeing it with everybody else who loves that movie you know everybody's fully entertained the whole entire time and, and loving every minute of it you can it's great exactly yeah definitely and um and, and i guess um i guess i guess some, just some questions yeah just about the movie but like um jeff um what what is what would what would be your favorite character from the film? It's interesting, actually. I, I I'd have to say my favorite character is actually the Nebri, and okay, yeah. it's 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 kind of funny. I mean, because it's it's just kind of this like worm kind of thing, and it's you know, living in the swamp, and it's just this fat little thing, and then you know, it's, <laughs> and it's only there for a little tiny bit, but then you find it. Oh, it's a mother, and it has babies, babies. and. And you, know, you, you, you empathize with it, and then in the very, very next scene, the Skeksis are roasting it, and eating it. Roast. <laughs> it's a cruel world. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what about yourself, um, Melissa? Like, what would be your favorite character from from the uh, Dark Crystal? 
Well, I have to say I was, I'm definitely partial to Kira, but um, as a group, the podlings just cracked me up. They're so musical and you know, something about them actually reminded me of Fraggle Rock for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love yeah. Fraggle Rock too. So they were just so <laughs> musical and, and a happy, a happy people. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed them a great deal. Yeah, I remember when I had the opportunity to chat to Toby um, Philpott and um, he, he worked on a couple of podlings and he kind of, yeah, sort of um, compared, to, compared the um, podlings to being, they're probably the most Muppety aspect of the Dark Crystal. <laughs> um, just, yeah, you know, they, they like to party and yeah. Um, so like once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. What about you, Nick? Um, well, I was really partial to the podlings um, as well. But I, there's a soft spot in my heart also for Fizzgig. Um, I think, <laughs> sort of, yeah, he was just this sort of absolutely mischievous, um, tiny little furball with this ginormous mouth that gets into tons of trouble <laughs> and really kind of thwarts the quest at different yeah. stages all the way along. So I definitely had a soft spot for that little fellow as well. <laughs> I, I have to say I hate Fizzgig. <laughs> not not as the fun, you know, like the character, but he he's so loud and he always gets them in trouble. You know, I think they were under the castle and like the Skeksis looking for him, the Chamberlain, and, and then Fizzgig starts barking all over and then he's like, oh, now I found you. And then they were like when, uh, you know, they're all gathering around the crystal and then Fizzgig starts barking again. You're like, Fizzgig, would you just be quiet? You know, it's so, I mean... She she probably shouldn't have brought him. Should have left him home. But you know he he whines a lot, so I guess she had to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just imagine if his gig actually ended up yeah just you know, stay with the podlings the whole time. The podlings would probably like sh- sh- try to shoot him away. Go to the castle. Go to Jin and Kira. <laughs> <laughs> Nick here. Did you have a favorite scene from the movie? Oh, what was my, there's a lot of them. Um, trying to think what's my favorite, you know, I love the whole movie. It would be hard to pick out one. I really, what stands up my mind is actually when Jen is meets Agra for the first time and yeah. just yeah. kind of her presence and her phrases and the tone and well, and the character herself, just amazing, really. So I think that whole, when he goes to pick the shard and, and Agra's there, that whole scene really has a stands out as one of my favorites. And I think I, when I was a kid, to see um, that beautiful metal structure of the universe and the astronomy tower uh, moving around was, I remember being quite in awe of it um, when I first saw it. Um, and this amazing creature with horns and this shawl and how she grunts when she goes to sit down and she has this like amazing presence. And so I think I'll, I'll have to go with that one. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess my favorite scene is kind of, um, I guess when they're about to go into the castle and, you know, they're, they're riding the land striders in and there's the Gartham and they, and they get into that little fight and, uh, they have to jump off the cliff. And I, I think, um, Joe even said, said, might've said the same scene. And it's when, uh, Kira reveals that she has wings. So, you know, she jumps off and these wings pop out and then, uh, you know, they land and then, you know, it's like, oh, of course you don't have wings, you're a, you're a boy. Um, <laughs> but that scene, I, and, and, her, and it got a laugh in the, in the theater too, which was awesome. Um, 
But at, at, that's the point where you find out, oh, you kind of ask yourself, what else don't I know about this world? And it's and it kind of opens up that question of, wow, she had wings this whole time. I never knew. What else don't I know? And, and you kind of want to you kind of realize that there's a lot more that you're not, you know, being shown, which I love about it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more mystery. and Yeah. A lot more of the unknown to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to yearn for. To yes. yearn for. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I I guess like um, well I guess we'll, we'll finish it off. Um, I guess um, what what did you all get um from the experience um of of the whole you know doing the creative creature from you know from the contest to the tour to the Dark Crystal fan event. Um, it was really I can honestly say it was life changing. Um, the just the collaboration to um the absolute high of of the honorable mention um <clears throat> straight through to the honor of being um invited to go to New York and then meeting all these amazing other artists and writers and filmmakers um getting to meet Jeff and his lovely wife as well um connecting with people meeting Cheryl um the whole event for me personally was absolutely life-changing so I I feel really, really lucky and privileged to be able to experience that. Yeah, me also just, it sounds kind of funny when you say uh, a contest can change your life, but uh, it, it really can. Um, I know for me personally, um, the things that I brought home from New York, um, of course, encompassing everything that Nikki has just mentioned, but um, in terms of uh, my personal um, drive as an artist and just confidence even. Um, Nikki and I live in a small town and uh, to go to New York and feel like our art was actually not just, you know, um, rating. It, it, they were they were impressed with her and uh, that um, really gave me the confidence to, um, to pursue it with a, a greater intensity now and uh, um, realize that there's a, a larger market out there b- beyond our our little town and uh, even in our uh, country. <clears throat> but, um, you know, it, it just opened up so many doors and, and meeting uh, wonderful people and uh, like Michael Frith, of, co-creator of Fraggle Rock. Oh, my gosh. Like just the, the highlights just just kept coming. And it was really the most joy I've ever felt um, in my artistic life and and satisfaction and oh, I just could go on forever. I can let you speak, Jeff, but uh, it, it, it really has impacted me so deeply. Yeah. I'd have to say um, just to follow up on that. I mean, basically, you know, the same thing for me. Um, the whole thing was very inspirational for me to just to see, you know, all the work that everyone has done um, to, to meet everybody, the connections that, you know, came out of it. Um, obviously meeting Melissa and Nikki, um, and, and just to know that, you know, something that you make people like it and it just makes me want to make more. And actually, you know, uh, going there and seeing all the puppets and, you know, Melissa and Nikki's work, it, it's made me actually, I, I think I'm going to try making a, a full scale puppet version of Inori. Um, yes! just, just to see and I, just to see if I can do it. It's it's one of those of kind of things. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, if, if I get an idea in my head, I, I think that 
you know, with enough hard work and patience and probably a little bit of math, um, you know, you can probably, you can do anything you want. And I, I try to tell people that a lot too, that, you know, especially in this day and age with the internet, um, you know, I, for sculpting and things like that, for me, I, I'm self-taught and all of that is basically watching YouTube videos. It, you know, it might sound stupid, but it's, if you want to learn something, you usually can learn it. What you, what the hard part is, is the hard work and patience that goes into perfecting your skills. So, you know, seeing Melissa and Nikki's creation, I know that, and seeing it in person, especially, I know that creating a puppet is possible. I've seen it. So, <laughs> so I say, well, if it can be done, I might be able to do it. And so that's, I think the whole thing for me, it is very, very inspirational. Um, so for me, I, I look at it as, okay, I, that was an awesome accomplishment. What's next? You know, and I think it can only get better from here. Uh, Jeff, how can people find you um, if they want to know more about your work? Uh, my website is positivejeffbrown.com, and uh, that has all the all the different multimedia work that I've done, uh, sculpting, illustration, uh, computer work, and all that. And and what about yourself, uh, Nikki Melissa? Um, do you have a website or? Yes, absolutely. Um, you can reach both Nikki and I on one um, on www. Uh, soul five no pardon me on facebook <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> it's on facebook so facebook.com slash soul fiber so that's the canadian spelling of fiber though so it is s-o-u-l-f-i-b-r-e okay that's s-o-u-l-f-i-b-r-e correct yeah, correct, yeah. gotcha cool all right um yeah, no, and, and yeah, I just want to say, yeah, thank you so much uh, for you all for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Philip. Yeah, thanks for having us. That's great. So much fun, Philip. And always nice to talk to you again, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, it's great connecting with you guys, too. You've already taken too long, Delfling. Hurry! At last, the crystal calls. It is time. Time to return to the castle. The crystal calls! Well, that's the time I have for this month's Trial by Stone. Big thanks to Mark from Art Boy Gallery, Jeff Brown, Melissa Napsey, and Nikki Weber for being this month's guests. If you want to contact myself about the show, send me an email at trialbystonepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash trial by stone podcast or on Twitter at trial by stone pod. If you enjoyed the show and think that others would like it too, then please spread the word or write a review on iTunes that'll help other Dark Crystal fans find out about the show. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast and come back for the next episode of Trial by Stone. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year for 2015.